Thanks for joining us at Old Glory Red Report. Today we're going to talk about this Saturday's big match, home match, against Phoenix Rising FC. We've got a lot to dig into, so we'll do that right after this. Thanks for joining us at the Old Glory Red Report, a supporters channel by the supporters for the supporters. Just gonna jump in real quick. This is being brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network. Roughneck Scarves, they are custom scarves. So you can go over and check them out. We'll put the link in the description to below. Also, Golden Goal Press is also a sponsor of this video. So go ahead and check them out. That link will be below as well. Yeah, and live here at Fort Rock Brewing. So. There's some fine folks coming in and out as this place is popping, uh, as it usually is on a Wednesday afternoon. Forgive the background noise, it's a bit loud and crowded yeah. today. We'll do our best to keep our focus. We have a big match this Saturday. I'll be honest, it was a match that it was one that I circled when we got the schedule in, you know, before the season started. Phoenix Rising, we knew that they were a force last year. We knew that's a notable team coming in, one of the favorites in the Western Conference coming into the season. So I've been ready for this match for a few months now. Are you excited about this game or what? I am. I think it's still going to be one of the bigger matches. I, I, Phoenix hasn't done as well as we thought they would. I know, especially at the start of the season, we thought they'd be much higher. And honestly, I, I know a lot of people thought they were going to be the kings of the Western Conference this season. And they haven't been. They've had poor results. They've had a lot of draws, a loss, and they've just barely registered a couple wins. So maybe it's not as big a game as I originally thought it was going to be, but I still think it's a big one for this. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, they haven't had the results that they've wanted, but they've only lost one game. And they seem to, seem to have figured out maybe some of their early season woes. Um, before we jump into it, though, let's talk about the friendly match that our boys played this last Saturday. Unfortunately, I was not able to go. I know you were there, uh, and obviously a lot of the tremendous supporters of the club made it out to the game. Yeah, um, my initial thoughts, you know, as somebody just following the game from the outside, 1-0, not the result I was looking for. I, I thought it would be a game where... A few guys will get on the score sheet, maybe a guy like Bonomo, Blackwood, some guys to gain some confidence. Yes, not against a USL team, but still a game against another team, not the players you play in practice. So what was your thoughts after you've had a couple days to digest this? Well, I mean, it's always fun to go out to these friendlies. Um, Stanford, kudos to them. They came out and they played a very well game, a very well played game. Um, I thought we would see more of the academy players. I thought we'd see Quincy Butler. I thought we'd see Hadigwin. I thought we'd see some of those guys get some minutes here. We didn't, and that was a little bit surprising for me. But overall, disappointing still. Like you said, that one nil result against the Stanford team that we should be beating pretty comfortably, even if we did bring on some of those like Hadigwins, Quincy Butler, some of the guys that aren't getting minutes. Uh, we should have had a more comfortable result, and it wasn't. It's the same issues, too, we've been seeing all season. We couldn't put the ball in the back of the net if the goalkeeper would have took a 10-minute break on the sideline. They still couldn't have got it in the back of the net. And it was just that bad. And it's, it's the epitome of everything we've seen so far this season of the final third just not being enough. You know, good build-up, good play, good possession, good moving forward. And then you get to that final third and just absolutely nothing. Yeah, and you know, against Portland, I thought we played well, obviously, before the red card drama and all that. But 
something that was notable that stuck out was two shots on target in that game. Yeah. So you're talking about the struggles. Were the shots there, or was it the actual just in the attacking third not creating enough chances? What, what did you see out yeah, there? Yeah, no, the shots weren't there. We were getting down to the final third. We just were not putting balls in. We were just not putting good shots on target. You know, Hoare did get the goal late on in the second half, I believe it was, and it was a good little pass of play. We got Looked him on like a counter. nice finish. Yeah, we got him on a counterattack. Hoard goes across the keeper, puts it in. I mean, it's a good play overall, but that was the one highlight of a game against Stanford that we definitely should have been dominating way more. And this is a chance for our guys to prove they can do it more up front. And we saw Bonomo, Blackwood. We saw Iwasa even not doing so well. Like, we need our front line to be doing so much better in these games. And this was a chance to get that spark flying, and it just did not happen. Right, and uh, Bijev notably went out injured in yeah. the game. He started on early, went out real quick. I mean, not even five minutes in the game. It looked like it was maybe a calf, thigh kind of problem. It was definitely a leg issue. He was over on the sidelines getting some massage work done. He was standing, walking on it later on in the, uh, on the sideline. So it doesn't look like it's something that's going to probably keep him out. But not a good sign. Yeah, unfortunate too because he did get that red card rescinded by the USL. So he would be available to play this game if, you know, if the health is there. But with this issue, maybe he doesn't play. He's already had some issues early on in the season with injuries. So when he's had his struggles all around. Yeah, let's, I would. Let's be honest. He was a decent player for us last year. Mm -hmm. Last year we called him the workhorse. Last year we gave him credit for, you know, creating chances, making plays happen, holding the ball up. We have not seen that BJEV this season, and it's been disappointing. When we get to the predicted starting 11s later, he's not in mine, and I'll, I'll give my reasons for that. Yeah, he won't be in mine either just because the poor form, and if he is dealing with one or two different muscle injuries, I mean, it just seems like this is a time before we get into a heavy couple weeks here. We're having four games in two weeks after this Saturday's game. The schedule's going to start coming fast and furious out there. And you want to have guys available, so maybe this is a game that Bijev doesn't play. So moving on to uh, Tacoma, or um, excuse me, Phoenix played Tacoma Defiance. They got to play the poor Tacoma Defiance, not the Sounders 2 that the Republic lost to. They, they actually the kids that probably should more be in League yeah. 1 than in the USL, honestly. And they well, won four. USL, but USL League 1, not championship, yeah. just to be clear. <laughs> They won 4-0, you know, regardless, even if it was an easier game. They put goals in the back of the net. That has to be good for confidence. That has to be good for mentality, especially considering that they had a few run they had some draws in there where they could have got some wins they didn't. So they're starting to get their form back. They're actually on a nice little bit of a streak right now in terms of not allowing too many goals, putting the ball in the back of the net. Um, so you have to say, coming into the game, you know, Republic, their last two times they've played, they lost to Portland, and then eh, a decent result in the friendly against a college team. But you got to like I'm Phoenix's form. That, I'm going to still call that a disappointment because yeah. that should have been a 2-3 easy victory for the Republic, and that should have got the spark. That should have been our Tacoma. That should have been us getting on the board, getting balls in the back of the net, and getting that confidence, and it did not happen. Yeah, so one thing I wanted to point out is early in the season, Phoenix had been bleeding goals left and right. They have made a keeper switch. The last four games, they went from Wojcinski, he got replaced by Lubin, 
since they've put in Lubin, three out of four games, he's held a clean sheet. So they're feeling confident, especially they make the switch. They're not letting goals in. They're scoring goals. How are you feeling coming into this game from the Phoenix end? Well, like you were talking about, they haven't been putting goals in. They have a plus five goal difference, but as you mentioned, they got plus four of that in the last game. So this is a team that's been bleeding goals and hasn't really been scoring too much either. Um, they have 14 goals for and nine against. So before the Tacoma game, they were 10 and nine, which is not very good overall. And they're down to eighth place. So it's been a struggle for them this season. They've only allowed one goal in the last four, though. So what do you make of that? About that, eight of those goals they gave up were in the first three games. They were getting scored on. So I know what you're saying, but you have to think about it. Since they've made uh, the keeper switch, I don't know if they've made any tactical switches, they but they have been playing better defensively. They kind of switched the diamond formation. They're playing from a, a two up front and one in the back to almost a two in the back to one up front in that middle of the four three okay, three. Okay, in, in the middle. So they kind of changed that. They did bring the keeper in, as you mentioned. And that has seemed to solve some of the defensive issues they were having early on. They have got the win. They did beat Austin 1-0. Now, Austin's not the greatest team. Or, no, sorry, they lost to Austin 1-0. They did now, lose, Austin's yeah. not the greatest team getting that loss is disappointing. Yeah, that was they surprising. They beat Tacoma and El Paso, which is my point before, which are not the best two teams in the league. So to get victories off of teams like Tacoma, and Tacoma playing the kids and El Paso, which is... Honestly, one of the more terrific teams on the West Coast right now. Yeah. Um, I, you know, it's it's good that they turned it around, but I think those are kind of false results. I don't think we're going to see them being that team that beat those two teams when they come and play Sacramento at Papa Murphy's Park. Yeah. I don't think we can expect the same, but you're right. The defense is tightened up a little bit. They are putting goals in the net, so we have to be careful. Yeah, and, you know, this Saturday, some of the key players we're going to look for, I think we got to start first and foremost with the player that I think you had in your top five Republic players of all time. I did. Adam John like making it. his return to Papa Murphy's Park. Not sure if he's going to be available because he has missed the last couple games with a core muscle injury. He did not play the last game. He got subbed off the game previous. I was not aware of that, so that's a good point for us. Yeah, so he may not play, although... This is a team that has plenty of options in the attack. We talk about how three of our four main attacking players haven't really produced this year. Not the case for them. Uh, Adam John, if he plays, what do you think the reception will be by the fans? Do you think you know, he'll get uh, an ovation? or have, Do people still remember Adam John? I'm sure they still remember him, especially from the first couple seasons when we were doing a little bit better and, and the fans were really building that fan base around it. I think they're going to still remember. They're going to remember him like I did very fondly. He's a guy that came in, had a great attitude at this club, did good things for us, maybe wasn't the most prolific player in his time here, but on and off the field, he was a great guy to beat this club. I think he'll get a good reception. Um, he is the guy that can hold up play quite well. He's that bigger center forward that you can get the ball up to and hand it off. And with Phoenix having Asante and uh, Fleming's out on the sides, he's going to feed the balls out to them, and they're going to try to put it back into his head and get that ball on target through a header, through a cross, things like that. So if he's in, he's going to be a threat. I think he'll get recepted well, but he's going to be the enemy on Saturday. Absolutely. And, you know, like you said, if he plays or not, Phoenix still has plenty of attacking options, and I want to point out Solomon Asante. He's, he's my key player to watch. He's the player that we really need to contain. I got some stats here, and they're absolutely off the charts. 
through seven games. He has scored three goals, has four assists. He plays on the right wing in the 4-3-3. He's a quick, pacey player. So a guy like uh, Tainer, a guy like McCrary might have their hands full. But here's, here's also some, some numbers for him. He has created 24 chances. He's attempted 24 shots. He also has attempted 30 crosses. So this is a guy who's averaging either a goal or an assist a game. He's putting the ball in dangerous situations. If he's not scoring, if he's not assisting, he's still swinging in crosses. I think he is first and foremost public enemy number one. We have to stop him if we're going to win this game. Yeah, I can't agree with you more. Um, he had a terrific season last season, even under the shadow of Drogba being over there. Um, he's a he was really a, good player. He was a name that you knew was going to be on the team sheet every week if he's healthy. He's quick. He's got tricks. He's got good feet. He can put the ball in the net. He's someone that we're going to have to watch out for. They have Fleming also coming in on the, um, on the left, left side, end. too. Mm -hmm. He does have four goals and four assists this season. So that's going to also be a good guy, to, uh, uh, someone to watch out for. He kind of offers that same idea and pace on the other side. So those high up wings are going to be a key for Phoenix going forward and getting those balls out into those fucking wide areas are going to be something that's going to be a problem for McCrary, for Gomez, you know, whoever's, even if Mahoney gets in there, they're going to have to pay attention and focus on those players. Yeah, and Solomon Asante is a player kind of like our Kamiwasa where I almost feel like they're MLS quality. Like we should be, those guys should be maybe on an MLS roster, even if it's on a bench. They're just really, really good players in the USL. Another player that I really think we should focus on is their center back, AJ Cochran. Uh, this guy has two assists on the season, but he does everything for them. 14 interceptions on the year, four blocks, and he's attempted and completed the most passes on the team. Very good at the ball, can play it out the back, much like our center backs, Mitchell Tainer, Deckel Kynan. So AJ Cochran, very strong in the air. He's their center back. Another player to look for him. Also, he can go up on, on free kicks. Got to keep an eye on him. Switching back to our team. We're tied right now for the fifth place spot with Phoenix, a few other teams as well, but we do have that game in hand. Yeah, that, which is crucial for us right this minute. How crucial is this game in terms of solidifying our status as one of the top four or five teams in the Western Conference, even though it's early in the season? Uh, that's what I was gonna say. It's early in the season. It is very crucial. I don't wanna take away from that, especially getting a win again at home against Phoenix. This is something that we need to pick up three points because when we go against them in Arizona, it might not be the same result. So this is definitely where we wanna pick up three points but it's still early in the season. I, I don't want to put too much pressure on the guys on this one, but three points would be awesome towards, you know, clinching that home playoff spot later on in the season. Yeah, absolutely. I think for a key for me, um, and not just, uh, there, there are a lot of things that need to be done, but uh, since Phoenix is coming in, scoring some goals, they're feeling good right now. I think it's important that Republic start the game strong early on you know I, I just think it's one of those games where you don't want to fall behind to a team like this that has the speed the pace and the firepower like this because if you fall behind you start pushing up you start taking chances and you can be exposed on the other end so with that being said I guess let's talk about what we think the starting 11 may look like yeah I just want to add one thing to what you said before 
I think that if we let them score early, we have a good defensive formation at home. So if we hold out and we control the game, which we have this season been much better at the start of games and pressing longer and more, but if we hold this game, it's going to be hard at Poffenberg's Park. But if we let them get a goal or two, like you said, it's going to be a struggle from there. But, yeah, moving on to my starting 11. Um, I'll just run through mine real quick if that's good. Go ahead. Uh, Cohen, I think we both can agree, is going to get the start. Pencil um, in. One thing I do want to mention, at the Stanford game, we had another keeper come out that wasn't Diaz or Cohen. Um, not sure who he was. I didn't see him on the lineup. So if you know who is. See an academy is, player by yeah, chance. Maybe he's an academy player. If you know who he was, put it in the comments below. Would love to know. Didn't see his name. Didn't catch it. Um, so, yeah, let us know. For my back line, Gomez is always one of the first names on the team sheet. Terrific defender for us. Heinen, Tainter, and McCreary are going to top that out. I think they've been terrific in the back. Why change a good thing? I think they're our most solid back line as of right now. For me, in the middle, it's going to be a 4-2-3-1, which is going to see Sari and Skundrich play that middle defensive role like we've seen him play before. Sari was terrific at the Stanford game. He's Putting been all season, forward, too. And he's been terrific, so I, I, those guys are definitely at the start. Now, here's where things change for me from what we've been doing. I'm going to go with Horde, Iwasa, and Warner as our middle three. And I think that middle three has way more creativity in it and way more crossing ability in Some it pace too. than having Blackwood in there like we've seen before, or even Vijev, who's not been on top of his game. So I think that front three, or that middle three, offers us much better options and creativity moving forward. And then I would like to see Blackwood up top. You know, I, I was a big component of Bonomo from early on, but he has not proven to do what I thought he would do. And I think it's time to give somebody else a chance up there. And since I like to see Iwasa in that center mid position, attacking center mid position more, I'm going to put Blackwood up top. Yeah, uh, that's an interesting uh, name on the sheet. I would like to see what, what can happen with that lineup because Blackwood, like we talked about, he was superb last year for Swope Park as the central striker. Yeah, and he you know that role very, very well for them. Yeah, and I don't think that his talent may be utilized as a winger in our formation. So um, I'm going to go off yours. I, I think exactly the same when it comes to keeper and the back four. In fact, I think Sari and Skundrich will also be the two in the middle. Those are pretty solid. I, I think a lot of people can agree on those as our key, like, back line. I also think that we are going to have that three across the midfield as well. Look at me and Mark agreeing on something. <laughs> oh, man, you won't see this very often. But I do think that Elliot will stick with Bonomo instead of Blackwood. But I think we'll see Blackwood come on for Bonomo if Blackwood doesn't start over Horde. I think Warner starts for sure. I think Awasa obviously is going to start. For me, it's... Is it Horde or Blackwood? And then is it Bonomo or Blackwood? Well, and Blackwood could come and slot into either one of those positions later on, or vice versa. You could start Blackwood in any one of those positions and slot one of the other guys in later on in that position, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, so let's get into keys of the match. I'll go first. I think it's the attack. I think that we have to be more dynamic. We have to have a little bit of diversity in the attack. It can't just be going back, swinging the ball side to side and trying to hit that crossing ball and then maybe getting a cross in. 
I think we need to be a little bit more decisive in the attacking third, looking for those cutting passes. A guy like Awasa, Bonomo, Blackwood, I need to see runs coming towards the ball, being able to turn and run on goal, or runs off the center back shoulder in behind. I just want to see a little bit more bite from this offense. That's my first key and biggest key. What's one of your keys for this game? My key is the inconsistency of both teams putting the ball in the net this season. And like you talked about a little bit earlier, Phoenix has got the better of us on this by being able to do that in the last few games. Now we did have a Wasa's hat trick early on where we have put up some bigger numbers, but generally we haven't and neither has Phoenix. So I think it's gonna come down on this one to what team's front line can click better earlier. Cause like you said, Whoever gets those first couple goals, that first goal and that second goal, that's gonna be crucial to what this game comes out to be. It's gonna pretty much dominate the game from there, in my opinion. So the inconsistency of both teams up front and what team can take advantage of dominating more in that. Yeah, and coming into this game, both teams defensively have looked strong and especially uh, Phoenix has looked stronger over the last few weeks. So I think that set pieces are going to be important yeah. because we have been tremendously poor on set pieces. Crosses from corner kicks. Uh, I don't think we've scored or even had a dangerous attempt. I don't even think we've really had any fouls near the box where we've had too many attempts to put a ball in the frame. So I think set pieces offensively and defensively because they do have tall players. They do have athletic players. A guy like Cochran, their center back, he could get forward too. Set pieces might be a determining factor in a game with two strong defenses. Yeah, and absolutely. And we've talked about it, me at least, have talked about it this season where, you know, we have Kynan, we have Tainter, we have Bonomo, we have these guys that have body and have height, and we should be taking better advantage of these set pieces, and we haven't. We just haven't been good enough on them. So, yeah, that'll definitely be another key to what team can take more advantage of those set piece plays is going to be the winner. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and then I, those are my two keys, to be honest with you. Um, what, one, one, do you have another one? I have, I, have a, uh, I have a couple more points that I want to make on the keys. For me, it's going to be the movement off the ball for us. If we can get guys making the right moves off the ball, we're a little too stagnant, we're a little too stale up front, we're not getting those guys making interchanging plays, moving and causing um, confusion in the back line and we need to see more of that. For me, for the Republic, that'll be a key. Confuse Phoenix's back line. Make things happen. Also, let's not rely on Iwasa so much. We have Iwasa with like four goals or some five goals on the season, and then we have one, 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 one. We need some of these other guys to step up, and it's whether those guys can step up. Bonomo, Warner, Blackwood. You know, these guys need to make contributions going forward more than just creating chances. So that's going to be another key for me, Absolutely. getting those guys in it. Absolutely. All right, so let's jump into it. Your score prediction. I am, unfortunately, I am generally the happy-go-lucky. I'm going to say we're going to win every game, but today I just can't do it. 1-1. One, one. Neither team's going to be that great at scoring. The back lines are going to be the talk of the thing. Both back lines are going to hold out. One goal apiece. We're going to share a point here. Would you be disappointed in that result? I would. Yeah, I think we have to beat Phoenix today. Um, in the long run, whether we're going to get that home clinch playoff spot later on, whether we're going to finish the top of the conference, is going to matter against teams like Phoenix today, uh, Phoenix on Saturday. So a win here is important. I don't think we'll get it. I think we'll get the one point on the 1-1. One, one. 
I think we're going to come out victorious because I think with the support of the home crowd, I just see us getting past that finish line. 2-1, a late winner. I'm not sure who it comes from. I think Owasa gets on the score sheet. But I believe we are going to see someone else get their first goal of the season. Could it be Sari? Could it be Scundridge? Could it be Horde? Could it be Bonomo? We will find out. But regardless, I think we come away victorious 2-1. But man, I do think that this is a game that we have to grab by the scruff of the neck early or else it could be a long night at Papa Murphy's Park. I agree 100%. If, if, if we let Phoenix take us, we let them start coming at us, it could end up being a very, very long night. But also vice versa. If our guys get off on the right, fur, uh, right foot, right foot. Or left we, foot if you're left footed and, like me. And we start attacking and we get on there, we can also do the same thing to Phoenix, where we can push them back and we can control and dominate the game. So it's gonna be a lot of that about who gets going to who first, so. All right, so let's talk about it. Tailgating on Saturday. Uh, it seems like it's been forever since we've last played a game. I don't know why, but I've been itching for the next one, you know, since we got a win in our last one. So, man, uh, we'll be out there. Will you guys be out there? Let us know in the comments. Also, let us know your score predictions. We need to know what you think. We need to talk about who you think will be a player that'll step up in this game. And of course, if you'll be hanging out with us on Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. If you do see us out there, always come talk to us. We would love to have a conversation with you. Whether it's on or off camera, that's your choice. We can always record it or we can not, but we always like to hear from you guys. Also put your comments down below. We do love to hear from you. Score predictions, starting lineups, all that kind of fun stuff. Do enjoy it. Thank you for watching these videos. You can always check us out on Facebook at Old Glory Red Report, Twitter and Instagram at Old Glory Red. And if you're watching this on YouTube, of course you're already here, like it, thumbs up, subscribe, and share this as well. All right, so I guess uh, we're done. We'll see you guys later.